and welcome to End Goals, an LCMS Youth Ministry Podcast. I'm host Reverend Mark Kiesling, and I'm with DCE Juliana Schultz. We're here to bring parents, church workers, and lay leaders discussions and resources to help your youth ministry meet its end goal, which is young people who are disciples of Jesus Christ for life. Today, we're going to talk about hotels and transportation at the 2022 LCMS Youth Gathering. There are a lot of things that go into a youth gathering, big and small, and two of the biggest things that go into our planning, and probably yours as well, are hotels and transportation. And while these aren't part of the programming that we offer at the gathering, they are big pieces to your preparation and they can impact your experience. There are a lot of logistics that go into both of those pieces. And if you can imagine what it's like to plan for your congregation and all the pieces that go into planning for you, think about that for... Mark, 1,100 congregations, congregations. Mm -hmm. man, so many of you that are going to be joining us. It's a big job. And luckily, we have some fantastic people who serve the gathering, really focusing in on these roles. We know that hotels and transportation aren't always necessarily maybe glamorous, but they are necessary and so important to enjoy the gathering as well as just having a wonderful experience with your congregational group. And we know that shuttling to and from the airport is never going to maybe be the thing that you think of and all the details that come together. But boy, you want that first experience and be able to get home to be a wonderful thing as you go into the gathering and as return back home with your young people. And we want to do the best to make those experiences as good as they can be. It's a great opportunity in the gathering city and also to wrap up your time at the gathering. So today in the podcast, we're going to bring Kristen Miller, who's the registrar for the gathering, and Dean Luker, who's our volunteer director of shuttling, together to share with you a little bit about what's going on with our hotels and transportation and what you can expect when you get to Houston in July. Thanks for joining us. Glad to be here. (laughs) Thanks so much. All right. So let's start with you, Krista. You have a huge job that happens. You can't do it any earlier finally get to the point where you get to start placing people into hotels. You got that done. And now where are we at with our hotel situation to the gathering? Well, this is always an exciting time. People are the people are anxious to find out where am I going to be spending my five days at the gathering. So they've all gotten their gathering hotel assignments. They have filled out their rooming list and they've sent all their information back to us. We have gathered all of this. We've collected it and I have personally taken it to Houston and met excuse me, with all 45 of the hotels that we're contracted with. They now have all of your information. So some of the people have uh, called me and said, hey, I called the hotel and they don't have my information. You're right, they don't. You probably got a hold of the hotel operator or the front desk person. And we work with the behind the scenes people. We have the sales people. We have a whole team of reservations people and they have your information. They now have it and they are entering all of your reservations into their program. Program. So now some of the bigger hotels that have like a thousand rooms, as you might imagine, this takes a little bit. So we have to just be a little bit patient. As soon as we get all of the confirmation numbers back from the hotel, we're going to load that information back into our program. We will then unlock our system and you will then be able to access your uh, information at that point in time. For all of the rooms that you have, there will be a confirmation number associated with it. We would strongly recommend that you print this and take it with you to the gathering. Personally, whether it's business, pleasure, I never leave home without a confirmation number. Now, we hope that your check-in goes smoothly, but should something not be quite right, if you have a confirmation number for every room that you have, things will be uh, worked out a whole lot more smoothly than if you're just like, I don't know, I, I know I have five rooms, but 
they're somewhere. And, and just don't count on your phone being able to pull that up on, yeah. on, on your, have a printed copy is what you're suggesting. That's exactly right. Do paper, just old fashioned paper. <laughs> and while you're printing that, just to kind of a little sidebar, there will also be a financial payment summary that you will want to print and bring with you. And you will need that at registration. And this is up to you to print it. We will not send this to you. You will have to have it when you uh, register. Now, if you don't print it, you can come to the help desk and I will print it for you. But if you've done the express registration, you're now gonna have to stand in line oh, no. to see me. Whereas if you've just, <laughs> oh. I, I love to see you. I love to see you, love to meet you. I do, but it kind of uh, negates the whole purpose of express, express registration. registration. Uh-huh. If you now have to stand in line at the help desk to get your final form. So just print that. You'll get an email from us with all of that information. So just pay attention to the emails you get and read them and just do what, uh, do what is asked on there and everything's going to go uh, swimmingly for the whole thing. Now, one of the things that you're going to find at the hotels, if, you, if you're used to traveling and you haven't traveled basically since the pandemic, is that things are going to be a little different. The hotels, quite frankly, are just short-staffed, as the whole world is right now. <laughs> this isn't a Hyatt thing. It's not a Marriott thing. It's not a Houston thing. It's in the industry-wide, in the hospitality industry. And that basically includes hotels and restaurants and a lot of those types of things. So when you get to the hotel, just know that we have asked them to provide a place to store your luggage. Don't plan on having your rooms ready. If they are, it'd be a nice surprise, but they probably won't. And we've asked the hotels to provide this space. So what you might do is just plan on getting your luggage stored and then go explore. If you're downtown, there's lots of things to see and do. If you're at the Galleria, it's really an awesome area. The Galleria Mall is fantastic. They even have an ice skating rink in there. Mm-hmm. In the mall? In the mall. I didn't in even the mall. know that. Mm-hmm. So um, cool. if your hotel has a swimming pool, you may even want to pack strategically so that your swimming suit is at the top um. of your suitcase. I've done this. <laughs> Find a place to go change and you can go hang at the pool for until your room gets ready. So the hotels have been asked to do that. And if they're able, they will. Some of the smaller hotels might not have a lot of space but we have requested that of them and as same on the back end if you're actually leaving on the 13th at the end of the gathering you will want to check out of your hotel room before you go to the final worship service and they should have the same storage space for your luggage at that time um chris did that now the if I can't store my luggage, if I'm say I'm leaving from Minute Maid on the 13th, is there going to be a place to store luggage there as well? There will be. And you will get some more information about that. That gets to be a little tricky just from a, a security standpoint as to where we store luggage at Minute Maid Park. You will not be able to bring it in with you. Um, right to the event, but there will be a storage space available there. So more information will be shared as we go along and all of those details are a little bit more final. One of the big things that you're going to find at most hotels is that you will not get service for your room each day. In the past, they would come in, housekeeping would clean your room, change your towels out, all that sort of thing. Basically, just because of a, of a staffing shortage, that doesn't happen. So you may be there the whole time and no one actually comes in to clean your room. So we kind of need to do our part to make sure that we have a tidy room mm-hmm. along the way for the week. 
Please consider that for the rooms that are full of four teenage boys. I I know. So this is well, or four teenage girls. I don't know. Sometimes they can be just as messy. I think that might be worse, actually. (laughs) And you know what? A couple adult of adults can do the same damage. So anyway, but that's going to say youth. (laughs) (laughs) Oh man, I know this has been a big a big shift for us. I mean, we travel quite a bit, and and you are. I am always surprised at how messy I can make a hotel room after three nights. We were just there for five nights, and my own room was. I think I need to go home. If, if there are four people in a room, you'll have four sets of, of towels. So maybe encourage everyone to hang your towel up. You're going to be using it. Don't throw it in a wet little puddle on the floor or that sort of thing. One of the things, a little trick that I have used in the past and I would highly recommend is to take some trash bags. Yeah. That The trash cans in hotel rooms just aren't very big. And if you go to even Walmart or someplace like that, you can buy these inexpensive rolls, like 100 trash bags for $1.50. You can pack them in your suitcase very easily. If you have five rooms, maybe hand a trash bag out each day to these rooms and, and have the, the people, whoever it is, youth or adults, put their trash in the trash bag. If you set that bag outside your door, the housekeeping people will come and take it. So especially if your kids snack, they do lots of snacks. Adults snack, I snack. But if you're eating breakfast in your room, that sort of thing, you can accumulate quite a bit of trash and you don't want that sitting around for the duration of your stay. So it's those kinds of little tricks that you might uh, just use along the way. The one thing I would say is be kind. These people are working hard and they are working short-staffed. They, you, When you consider tipping, tipping used to be a little bit more um, of an easier thing, I think, to assess. But now you might think, oh, if they're not going to clean my room, why am I going to tip them? But know that these people are there. The fact that they're there mm-hmm. is helping us even yeah. bring our event to the city. We had some planning meetings last year, early in the year. We couldn't have a, a large gathering of our planners, so we did like six smaller meetings. And it was it was really different. We were at the same hotel the entire time. The same person who checked us in at the front uh, desk also emptied our trash in our meeting room. They were mopping the floors. They were doing everything. And there were a couple of the meetings. We were literally the only people in the hotel. We had to bring food in because there were no restaurants open. So when things even started to open, it wasn't like we're back. You know, they. it was like restaurants might be open two days a week for very limited times. And it's because these people now have chosen to come back to work is is the only reason we could even bring our event to this city. So show some appreciation to them and thank them. Talk to them, engage them in conversation. If you have four people in a room and you're there for five days, if you figure they do a dollar per person per day, it's $5 per person. Now, in the whole grand scheme of things, $5 isn't a lot more if you, for, given what you're play, paying already to, to be at the <clears throat> gathering. If it really is some people really can't do the $5, that's perfectly fine. Do what you can. But your $5, which might not be uh, much of a deal to you, is a huge deal to the housekeeping people who are working there. You may be a little bit forward thinking, bring some note cards, write them a note, thank them for being there. Just just show your appreciation and talk to them. My most recent trip, I was on the elevator with a, a 
young man who was one of the maintenance guys, and he looked a little tired. I'm like, you're having a long day? And he's like, yeah, it has been. I said, would you get off pretty soon? This was like mid-afternoon. He goes, yeah, but I'm going to my next job. I do the same at another hotel. So he was working two eight-hour shifts. So they're working hard. They truly are. So just, you know, engage them and tell them how much you do appreciate. Be patient. There's a lot of new employees that maybe aren't so... uh, proficient yet, but just be patient with them. And the same carries over into restaurants. If you choose to go out for a a meal, first of all, I would suggest maybe go a little earlier. You might eat a 4.30 dinner. (laughs) Don't wait till, till later on because it might take a while. First of all, we're just bringing a lot of people to the city, so the restaurants might be full of our people, Mm -hmm. but they also might be short-staffed. And you might walk in and they'll say, it's gonna be a 15-minute wait. And you look around and you see a lot of empty tables thinking, why can't we sit down? It's because they don't have servers to wait on those tables. So you sit down and they've taken your order and your food doesn't come. You might see the servers are off, you know, chatting with each other and you're thinking, why don't they bring me my food? Well, you don't know what's going on back in the kitchen. It could be that they're short-staffed on cooks, people called in sick or what have you. So again, just be patient, be kind, thank them for what they're doing tip them appropriately because again they are there the reason they're there is that we can be in there so show them all the grace and kindness and appreciation that we know that you're all so capable of and that we're very famous for it i will share that with you we go from city to city and we do hear this your kids are wonderful we love your kids so we did we love you yeah. all too yeah. It, it is really and it's important I think especially as you're thinking about prepping your teenagers mm-hmm. ahead of time I think even just about tipping if they haven't been out to many restaurants or maybe even to a hotel in right. several ever by themselves right some of them because they were so young when when COVID hit just a good thing to go over with them and a good reminder for them of how they can can love other people exactly kind of coined the phrase this has be- definitely been like no other gathering on a for lot sure. of different <laughs> levels and uh, just even know the staff turnover and things that have happened to hotels. We're so thankful for the Houston hotel community. As uh, some of you know, you know your assignment, we've got hotels in the downtown area, as well as out in the area called the Galleria. That might be in the name of your hotel. Sometimes maybe in the city of Houston, that's called the uptown area. They're not, uh, both downtown and Galleria are not uh, near either the airports if you're flying in. We've talked about this on another episode, but you got those ground transportation uh, options Uber and Lyft for maybe smaller groups. We on the website have an opportunity to register for a shuttle from the airports as well. There is no like a super shuttle in Houston. They unfortunately went out of business in COVID. And so we're providing that through PRA, our transportation company. But I'm sure if any of you have called to your hotel about complimentary shuttle from the airport, I'm sure most of them do not have that. You can certainly call and ask or look on the website, but for the most part, that's not gonna be available at a downtown or Galleria hotel for you. So we have those people. Now we're gonna spend some time a little bit talking about general shuttling that's happening during the gathering. Primarily this will be with our Galleria properties. We have Dean Luca here to talk about that, who is our director of shuttling and transportation who works on a lot of different aspects of that for us, been putting together this wonderful plan, came, uh, had Minneapolis in 2019, worked on that. We knew going into Houston, there's going to be a pretty heavy lift as well, coming from the Galleria area. And we're so thankful for Dean and his uh, team and all the work that they've done. As we start about talking about these shuttles that start on the 9th and go through the end of the event on the 13th, I'll be able to move people from Galleria to the downtown area and also out to serve an event and some other things that play into that as well. So Dean, we're so thankful for you to be with us today. Just a little bit about yourself. How many gatherings have you been to? And through all that, tell us a little bit about that role as a gathering planner with shuttling. 
Thanks, Mark, for having me. This is my seventh gathering, and they've all been in the shuttling capacity. I think I have Krista to blame for that or to thank either way, but it has all been with with, uh, gathering shuttling. So in this gathering, we are now going to a large city, what, the fourth largest in the country, I think, Mm -hmm. something like that. And we're going to have 18,000 people, 8,000 of which we have to shuttle. Now, that's good news for both sides. If you're a downtown uh, participant, you don't have to stand in line and wait for a shuttle. That's a good thing. If you are being shuttled, that's a good thing because you could sleep on the bus after the mass event on the way back to your hotel while the other people are walking to their hotel. So count it as a blessing either way. But not only are we going to have 8,000 people that we have to shuttle every day, we're going to have to use at least 100, maybe 120 buses to get everybody moving downtown. Depending on traffic, it could be anywhere from 15 minutes to 45 minute uh, trip. So the first thing that you want to do is be very patient. Don't take it out on the bus drivers. Don't take it out on the commuters that are driving along the bus lines. Don't take it out on anybody else. Just sit back and relax and enjoy the views. Our bus drivers are professionals and they're going to get you there as quickly and as safely as possible. But being patient on the bus is a very important aspect to have. Speaking of being patient, we do not have enough buses as much as we'd like to have a bus for everybody or for every group that comes. We cannot possibly afford to have a single enough buses for everybody not to have to wait a little bit. So when you go out of your hotel to load on the bus, be expecting to wait in line a little bit. It'll be a psychological advantage that you'll see a bunch of buses lined up and flowing through. Again, we have over 100 buses doing this, so you'll see plenty of action. But please be patient and be kind to the professional bus people and the, your ambassadors that are there to help you with that. Speaking of ambassadors, we're not going to get into so much about the schedule today, but your ambassadors and the information board in the hotels will have all that information when you get there. Just generally speaking, you're going to be coming in in the morning on, on a couple different buses, on, on a couple different schedules for the uh, pickup from the hotels. You'll spend all day downtown enjoying the activities and the food options and everything that downtown has to offer and the gathering it has to offer. You'll finish up at Minute Maid Park for the mass event or the worship, and then you'll, for the shuttling, you'll from your bus back out to your, your hotel. Again, patience is a virtue in all of these things. <laughs> One thing Krista said about being nice to the servers and whatever, that includes bus drivers too, and our professionals that are helping load buses. This is my seventh gathering, and I keep coming back because I hear the impact that our Hmm. kids have in the city. Every gathering in surveys afterwards, we hear of our youth that get to know the bus drivers and the youth that pray with the bus drivers and the bus drivers that are just touched immensely no matter what they're going through to see our kids smiling with them praying with them and helping them through life and they just cannot get enough of that stuff so you are the face of christ to these bus drivers too so don't ever ever forget that point be on your best behavior and reach out to these bus drivers and these bus loaders they they immensely appreciate it and you are doing a great service to that city. Well, and 
I'm going to jump in here because we talked a little bit in the last podcast about even the attitude of the adult leader as they come, especially, I think, as you're being patient for shuttling um, and reminding young people to be kind and patient for, for those shuttling. This is a great time where that they're going to look to that adult leader on whether or not I need to be annoyed or excited right, for right. the extra moment to have that. And, and we've talked in previous podcasts as well about, hey, adult leaders, think about what are handy games that you can have and pull out of your backpack? What are simple things that you can have prepared for those times where you show up and you're like, yep, we're going to have to wait just a little bit until, until we get there and and be uh, anticipatory of that rather than getting behind it. And then you yourself kind of running out of water, having mm-hmm. bored kids who are maybe starting to scatter. Right. There's things that we can do as adult leaders to help that as well. A lot of groups do uh, a quick Bible study while they're waiting in line. Yeah. Um, I've had hotels tell us that some of the groups that went around and picked up trash from their property. Awesome. They could not believe that our kids were doing something like that. So think outside the box in those things of how to be Christ with hands-on in this city. It is, it is amazing what this impact will have on the city. What else we need to talk about? So we've got plenty of traffic coming in from the Galleria. Again, we talked about that. So again, patience is the virtue there. We've got... Out in the gallery area, we've got 23 hotels that we're shuttling from. So imagine the logistics issue that we're dealing with there. Even 100 buses isn't enough to do exactly what we want, but it's going to give us good service to those 23 different properties. Don't be surprised, depending on the property that you're at, that you may have to walk to an adjacent property. It's not that big of a deal. Let's just stretch your legs a little bit in the morning. It won't be more than a, a block or two or whatever, and it'll be very well laid out how you have to get there, and your ambassadors will help you with that. But for the most part, the shuttling is going to happen at the major hotels, and some of the smaller ones may have to walk to an adjacent hotel. Don't be surprised by that. Now, um, you're also going to be shuttling to certain events, correct? Yes. Serve events will also be aspect of this. If you are lucky enough to be on a sermon event, your ambassadors and the serving event team will have plenty of information for you between now and then about where you will load your bus. Typically, it's going to be close, if not in the same spot, where you load your regular bus to go downtown. But for the most part, it's, it's going to be well-defined where you need to go, and your ambassadors and your serving event team will have all of the logistical information and, and information pieces for you. So if you're wondering about those off-site certain events, again, right now that invitation is primarily with those out at the gallery. It just says, as Dean said, there's a limit to the number of buses we can get, and those folks need to be transported one way or the other. So uh, right now it's out with those who are in the Galleria in terms of they get the first opportunity to do those servant events. Really excited about that team's put together. Like probably looking at close to 5,000 people will be sending out into the city to serve over the three days. So if you're wondering, like, how do I get a chance to do that? If you didn't get an invitation, an email, or if, you, if you're staying downtown, most likely probably did not get that invitation because we started with our Galleria project. I think maybe the last thing I want to talk about, again, going back to the patience plan uh, part and also planning your day. Registration day is Saturday. That's when most people, that's when our shuttling starts. And that is when most people will be climbing on our shuttles for the first time. Registration day is a little bit different. It's it's drawn out over a longer period of time, which in turn means we're going to have fewer buses per hour just because the limited the number of buses get spread out over longer time. So what I want to point out to you on, on registration day Saturday is do not wait for the last bus to come downtown. 
There is plenty of stuff to do downtown. There's going to be food trucks, I think. Mm -hmm. There's going to be mm -hmm. food options, entertainment of some type. I'm not sure exactly what mm -hmm. all, but there's plenty of good things downtown for you to take advantage of. So be proactive and be on those early buses when you know that there's going to be ample space. If everybody would wait to the last bus to go downtown from Mass Event, I'm sorry to tell you, but some people will be left behind because we cannot move everybody if they all move it and want to go at the last trip. So plan your day accordingly. Plan to go early. If you see that there's nobody in line for the bus, run out there and jump in line and take that next mm -hmm. bus and get downtown. You do not want to be left at the curb, so to speak, <laughs> on, the last, on the last bus trip downtown. So plan accordingly. Be patient. Be kind. You're the face of this gathering in the city, and you're going to have a huge impact on everybody from bus drivers to uh, hotel people to the bus loaders, everybody you can come in contact with. Be the face of this gathering to them all. So I want to go back uh, to a piece that Krista touched on for everybody, but then let's talk about it maybe specifically from our gallery of properties, and that's Wednesday morning. So lots going on, maybe trying to check out, trying to get on the road home. So one, want to reiterate what Krista said before. The amount of space we have to have luggage at Minute Maid Park is very small. It's it's limited. So we really only want people who absolutely need to leave right after worship, getting to the airport or maybe need to be picked up to utilize that resource. So if you're at the Galleria, is one, if you can return and leave from the Galleria, if you're driving, flights are a little bit later in the day, please do that. So just come down for worship, return for worship on our shuttles, fly out. If you absolutely need to leave after worship, either you're going to catch our PRA shuttle, you maybe have some other transportation from going out to the airports or need to leave immediately with transportation that's coming in for you. Dean, I'm correct that charter buses, if you're at a property that has charter buses or motor coaches, they would load your luggage when you're departing in the morning, get it when you get off. Obviously, don't leave your luggage there. Get it up when you get off, and you take it to the bags. If you're on a school bus, though, however, they do not have the cargo space, so you'd actually need to carry that on with you onto the bus. Is that correct? That is correct. You'd have to put that on your lap. You can't take the seat next to you because all of those seats are allocated for somebody to be sitting in mm -hmm. for our shuttle system to work. So the, the school bus, you'll have to put that luggage on your lap or under your seat or whatever, but leave the, that uh, seat next to you open for the capacity that we need, yes. And then on the flip side, if you're taking our shuttles back to your hotel after worship on Wednesday, if you've got time, you're not in a big rush, either your flight's later, you're not leaving for the next day, enjoy downtown Houston maybe for a little bit, you got a little bit of time because we again, we'll do two trips, but let those people who maybe do need to get back a little bit more quickly to catch their shuttle then to the airport to get back I and mean, let them take those first ones right after worship, which will be roughly around noon when they go back and wait for the second second group to come through in terms of when we do our, our two shifts driving through. So just some things to think about to help Wednesday go better as well for you, but just to be prepared for that as you're thinking through all the details uh, for your time and ground transportation. That's right. If, if you're standing, if you're standing in line waiting to go back after worship, back to your hotel, and a group behind you, turn to them and say, "Hey, are you, are you in a hurry to get back?" And if they find, if you find that they're pressed for time or whatever, let them go ahead of you in line. They'd they'd certainly appreciate that. Yeah. Well, Dean, we could not do this event without you and your team, uh, PRA, our shuttle company, that just is working through all these details for us so that we have a safe 
enjoyable experience with our transportation so that we can be able to have this many people in a city like Houston that we can expand out to the Galleria for the hotels that are there. So thank you for all the work that you've invested and your team and all the work that you've done. It's been a real pleasure to see you guys raise the bar for us and also be able to communicate with the city and, and help uh, show all that we do. And like you said, that we can shine uh, the light of Christ to so many people through just something like transportation and be able to show, again, the, the patience that uh, we have for the process, but then also the love that we have for every person we come into contact with. So thank you. Welcome. It is amazing to see the body of Christ come together to put on this. Because I have seen you, Mark, and Dean, and the team try and put together that transportation schedule for those buses. I do not understand it. Not even a little bit. That makes Uh, two of us. Right? Uh, I really uh, don't. And yet, you guys are so critical to making sure that we get everybody where they need to be in a timely manner. And and Krista certainly um, getting... I I cannot even conceive of how we get all the people in the hotels, but we're very... Very grateful that we do, and all the relationships that you get to build with the with the people in Houston, and and supporting us on the other end of this to make sure that everything goes smoothly. We are grateful for both of these teams, and hopefully you are as well. So we're going to close with just a couple of quick uh, questions for you to consider. First, how can you show God's light to those who are served in hotels and in restaurants and on buses and everywhere that we go in Houston? Have you thought through your Wednesday morning afternoon schedule in terms of checking out luggage, all those pieces that go into that? And then finally, how can you prepare your youth to travel, maybe for some of those who haven't done much traveling on their own away from parents? We will continue to keep you in our prayers as you plan for all the big things and all the small things that all of them might be chances for you to share the love of Jesus all over the city of Houston. Engold's podcast is a production of LCMS Youth Ministry and KFUO Radio. To find out more about LCMS Youth Ministry or to find links to resources mentioned, go to kfuo.org slash youth ministry. Thank you for listening and caring for the young people of our church.